Welcome back to Friday to Friday. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke, man. Rest in peace, The Woo. That was the biggest drop from this past weekend. Pop Smoke's uh, debut album, really. His posthumous Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. Uh, expectations for this album. Um, I was excited for it, but I had realistic expectations because Pop Smoke, up to his death, we had only had a couple mixtapes from him. And from that sound it kind of sound like he had a very unique sound you can't really compare it to anyone except maybe Jeezy but he kind of what from what he had given us he was seemed one-dimensional I personally didn't really know how all these big-name artists like Roddy Rich and Lil Baby and Future were gonna be able to fit in with that one-dimensional sound of Pop Smoke my other concern was his career was so young that I didn't know how much music they had to work with. I was excited for it. Uh, he clearly has talent and I was excited to see what 50 Cent could do as the executive producer. Um, I mean, were you guys excited for it? Do you have high expectations, low expectations? I, I, was, I was expecting his normal sound. That's okay. pretty much what I was expecting from it. But, um, he actually really showed a lot of versatility on this, surprisingly. I didn't know, because we've only seen that one specific drill sound from Pop Smoke most of this time, but he was singing, he was trying to fit in a bunch of different lanes with some of these other artists, and these other artists were trying to fit into his style as well, so that was cool to see. Definitely a lot of features on here, some better than others, um, and that, you know, that added to uh, the expectations a little bit, just because some of these hard-hitting names. And, uh... I, th I thought it was a pretty middle-of-the-road project. Yeah, I think there's definitely ups and downs with the album. I definitely like the singing that Pop Smoke did. I mean, he said it on Mood Swings, like, mm -hmm. didn't know I could sing or something like that. <laughs> um, you know, it's a little weird because he came out with an album really early in 2020. So, I mean, piggybacking six months off of that, I think it was six months. Um, I, I didn't know, like, what else he could throw out there, what, what new music he had. Um, I was surprised by some songs pleasantly. Um, and then I was also disappointed with some songs, mostly the ones with Quavo on it. But we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, so he definitely showed a lot more versatility than I was expecting, as Carter said. I thought the singing was great. Even different rap styles he tried on. He was slow at some points. Uh, he was more melodic. Definitely, I, I don't know if it had anything to do with the fact that 50 Cent was the executive producer, but I felt like in a lot of these songs, he embodied 50 Cent's style. It sounded like it was 50 Cent singing to me and not Pop Smoke. Uh, just from what you guys have said so far, it sounds like I was higher on this album than you two were. I was excited for it, and I, because I don't mind Pop Smoke, and I thought there would be some good songs on it. But again, he's very. It came coming into this, I thought he was one dimensional, and I thought he showed more. So I had kind of lower expectations. I think that they were um, exceeded. Yeah, because I just, I once again, I expected this to sound mm -hmm. like the last album because I just didn't know how much material Pop Smoke even had to begin with. And he had such a short run that I don't think anybody could have expected it. But uh, it definitely, you know, 
exceeded my expectations in that way, but it's just some of these songs are very hit and miss for it. Well, I'm interested to, to hear what you guys think, so let's just get right into it. Um, the first track, Bad Bitch from Tokyo, I thought this was a sick intro, and I was disappointed that it was only like 50 second song. It would have long. I would have liked to hear this as an entire track, um, but I guess it served as a as a hard intro. Maybe they, maybe this song in general wasn't finished by Pop Smoke. It wasn't really polished, but I thought this was a cool intro. Yeah, I definitely wonder if they only had like the 50 seconds mm -hmm. of Pop Smoke material on this beat, and then you know they couldn't really do much else with it. I thought it was a a very fitting intro for uh, a Pop Smoke project, you know, it just shows uh, his signature sound, and I think that's important, especially trying to eulogize him to put that at the forefront. Yeah, I thought it was a cool opener. Um, again, just, it was a hard beat. I mean, Pop Smoke was just doing what Pop Smoke normally does, although he does say Christian Dior one too many times. Not, I think he only says it for one time on this song, but as a theme throughout the album, the Christian Dior, which I can't stand now, but that's beyond, that's beyond the point. Uh, yeah, definitely a cool opener. So the first track, well, second track, but the first real track is Aim for the Moon with Quavo. Plays off of the title of the album, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. What did you guys think of this first track from, from Pop Smoke, from Quavo? So I know we're going to end up shitting on Quavo. I don't know if you guys are going to do it on this track. I, I liked him on this track. I thought he fit pretty well. I thought he fit into Pop Smoke's, Pop Smoke's style well. And uh, I love the intensity from, you know, both artists on this track. And uh, the laid back hook was fine, and I think it worked. And it was one of my, uh, more, more so, one of my favorite album uh, songs on this album. Yeah, I, I agree with Carter. This was probably my favorite Quavo, uh, Quavo Pop Smoke song on the album. I, wa I wasn't, you know, I, I like the Pop Smoke part. I'm not a huge fan of the beginning of Quavo's part, where he's kind of just talking, rapping, like, I, I don't like when Quavo doesn't use auto-tune and tries to rap, but there's that, mid, probably towards the end of his verse, he does, he slows it down and uses more auto-tune, I thought that sounded pretty cool. But. The Quavo verse is probably one of the only things I didn't like about the track, I thought it was a pretty mediocre verse from him, um, I thought in the hook, or the, the second version of the hook, uh, when they were singing it together, I thought that was really cool, didn't really expect Quavo and Pop Smoke to have, uh, beautiful voices when they were combined together. Uh, I thought the Pop Smoke verse was hard. I thought it was one of the best Pop Smoke verses on the entire album. And I really liked how the hook kind of went from your left ear to right ear when you were listening in headphones. I thought that was cool. Uh, I thought this was a really good track. The yeah, like the ad-lib repetition kind of got to me a little bit. I felt like uh, throughout this album, the lyricism could have been a little bit better. But for sure, I, I thought this was a, a good start in I don't think that's a point of emphasis for Pop Smoke's lyricism. I think it's just about True. making hard beats and then kind of just going over it. Um, so I don't think that's something that we're going to be super impressed by. Yeah, I don't no. think anybody was really expecting lyricism. Yeah. They just wanted, you know, the, the signature intensity yeah. from everything. But this track in general, I thought it was a good start. And then we go on to another big track for the night with the babies, Lil Baby and Dub Baby. What do you guys think of this one? Uh, so this is where Pop Smoke kind of broke out the scene, I think, the start. Um, and uh, I thought he lacked some energy here, but it was cool to see him, you know, start to branch out and have this versatility. And um, that just, you know, is kind of foreshadowing to what's to come on the album. Um, I thought Baby sounded really... Lil Baby. Which one? <laughs> I was going to say. Lil Baby sounded really good on this, uh, this beat. And on the other hand, the Baby wasn't a fan of his verse. Yeah, I didn't think that the baby verse like fit. It didn't. It yeah, didn't no. sound 
like a fit on the song. Like Lil Baby and Pop Smoke both kind of have that raspy, like deep voice, and I thought those two went well together. But I, the baby verse I, did not do anything for me. Uh, I was a big fan of Pop Smoke doing the singing, slowing it down, the hook. I, I thought it was super cool. Um, this is probably one of my more favorite songs in the album, minus the baby verse. I agree. I feel like I haven't listened to a baby verse in a while where I was like, oh, that was a pretty good verse. Yeah, I don't think that... It, it, he's kind of falling apart for me. I feel like nowadays is his verses are just to have on there for no other reason. Like, it doesn't do anything for the track. Doesn't. I don't think there's ever been a baby verse that I thought was that good. I mean, he has... I, I really liked the verse on Under the Sun... The Revenge of the Dreamers uh, yeah. album, mm-hmm. The Head. Okay. Oh, that that's probably his most famous verse too. It was really good. Um, that's because that music video is super pop. That's probably yeah. his most famous verse. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. That's, probably, that's definitely a good one. Um, but nothing in his individual albums really stand out. I mean, popular songs, but nothing really that I think is crazy good. I did like the little baby verse. I thought the singing from Pop Smoke was awesome. Um, hopefully that there's more of that in the future because this is really the first that we've heard from it. Uh, I thought that the I'm real discreet like a thief in the night line was kind of sad like the irony behind that mm. being that that's yeah. kind of how Pop Smoke uh, what did him in yep um, but I, I I thought it was a great track definitely one of my favorite tracks on the album too and then we go to 44 Bulldog which was personally my least favorite track on the album I, I it, it was like a whispery smooth delivery but I feel like the ad-libs behind it ruined it. it oh, you, like the... Like yeah, the, you, the, they were... I can't even do it. They yeah. were, like, the, the, the flow and tone of Pop Smoke was whispery and smooth. And then you had these loud, obnoxious ad-libs that just did not fit with the rest of the song. And I was really excited for it because it was produced by Mora Beats and Mobs Beats, who together did the Gotti beat mm-hmm. so i was kind of excited i felt like there was a lot of potential for it the ad-libs absolutely ruined the song for me yeah i think the pop smoke verse was actually fine like because verses were fine they didn't sound bad but it's just at random times that doing the backgrounds doing the gun thing <laughs> and it just kind of ruins the flow so i agree with you 100 i i like pop smoke's verse but ad-libs just kind of ruined the song yeah they definitely distracted from what he was trying to do um i didn't love the pop smoke verse at all uh, there were times where i kind of had trouble understanding what he was saying a little bit just because of the way he was delivering it but uh yeah just not a great track move on to track number five gangsters gave me a dr dre vibe with the beat with the piano behind it <laughs> did, you, yeah. did you guys like this song uh once uh, so far whenever uh pop smoke tries to go a little bit slower and doesn't have the intensity I, I, I seem to kind of tune out on the track, so this was another one where I was just not really into it. I felt like in a lot of the tracks when he slows it down and sings, it works. This one in particular, I felt like he didn't put enough melody or energy into it to make it work. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I'd agree with you on that one. I, I don't, And I don't really love the flow on the verse, personally. Yeah, I don't actually mind him going slower here because I think I still think it sounds pretty hard. I don't. I'm trying to listen to who's doing the ad libs in the background. It sounds like Lil TJ. I can't put a. I, yeah, I know. I was thinking because it sounds it sounds actually okay. It sounds pretty good. It, it helps the song, I think. But um, yeah, almost like Forty Four Bulldog, I guess, where it's not crazy. Um, but I did love the beat. The I, I felt yeah. like the beat worked really well. He mm-hmm. fit with that t- type of beat really well. Track six, yeah, yeah. 
It was a nice, cool, soft beat. Did you guys like this one? Yeah, the uh, it was like a R&B kind of mm -hmm. beat. For, it was like, a, it reminded me of Bryson Tiller songs or like Tory Lanez when they go slow. Um, and that was interesting to see, especially with Pop Smoke, who you would never picture on a beat like this. Um, once again, a lot of... <laughs> Another Christian Dior reference. Is <laughs> so in my shoe or something? There's like just that. so many. Um, but this track was actually pretty chill. And I, I, from the slower Pop Smoke songs, this is one where I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt kind of bland. I, I like the beat. The beat was pretty cool. Um, and I, the ad-libs, I thought, carried a lot of the empty space that he kind of left during certain parts. Um, I don't know. I, again, I just don't think it was one of his best on the album. I personally think that the first verse in this song was my favorite verse on the album. He had a ton of flow switches. It was smooth. It did well with that relaxed beat. I really liked that. The hook for me was a little too repetitive, and the lyricism wasn't great with it. Um, but I thought that the both verses were great. And yeah, yeah, it's definitely a track that I personally really liked. Moving on to track seven, Creature with Sway Lee. Sway Lee, not really a guy that you would expect to fit well with Pop Smoke. Did you guys think that it worked? So there, there are elements of the song where I think he sounded good. I liked his very short verse at the end a lot. I really wanted more of that kind of style. Of what like the singing doing. more, like the, the yeah, melodic yeah. singing. Yeah, uh, okay. the hook was pretty weak for me. Um, I didn't really like that, and then uh, Pop Smoke was just kind of doing his thing on there. It wasn't too spectacular, but it was a it was a fine track. Yeah, I was excited for the Swaley part because in the beginning he was doing like that, ooh, like it sounded like he was yeah. gonna start singing and being really melodic. But he did his rapping, which I don't think many people are a fan of. I think most people listen to Swaley for his melodic type of uh, his singing. Um, I thought the Pop Smoke part, the Pop Smoke part was fine. Um, I don't know. I, I think it was just underwhelming because of Swaley. I th it kind of sounded like two different songs, really. I, I was also looking for the singing of Sway Lee. I didn't really feel like it would have fit in with the rest of the song. I Like the bridge itself, that last little verse from Sway Lee was great, but it, it kind of took away from the rest of the song. Um, I thought Sway Lee brought energy. He's not the best rapper, but I thought that he did fairly well here, better than I expected. I was disappointed with the hook because other than the ooze, there wasn't really much melody there. So I, I didn't hate the song, but definitely wasn't the best song in the album. We got another Quavo track at track number eight, Snitching. It also has Future in it. This was personally one of my favorite tracks on the album. Of the three Quavo songs, it was by far my favorite. The beat from Buddha was phenomenal in my opinion. I thought Quavo floated over the beat. And Pop Smoke's verse was okay, but Future's verse, I think the Future verse, out of any verse on the entire album, that's my favorite verse. I was not a fan of Quavo when okay. I started. The beat <laughs> came in hard and Quavo disappointed for me. But Quavo was the only disappointing part of this track because Pop Smoke sounded really good and then this Future, this, oh, the this future. future verse. <laughs> yes was one of the best I think he's ever done. It was so cool to see. He, he was significantly deeper on parts of it, trying to fit into like the Pop Smoke sound, and I think it worked really well, and I want to hear more of him in this tone. Yeah, it was weird. I agree with you. Features verse was definitely really cool. He, he, sat, you know, he sounded like designer almost for a little bit, and then he would do like his normal voice, and then he went back to that deep yeah. voice. It did sound like designer. Um, 
the Quavo part I was I wasn't a huge fan of. I, I didn't like the like hey snitch. Like I I wasn't a fan of the hook or whatever that was. Um, it was I didn't sound good. There was just a um, little bit too much Quavo in the beat. Like yeah, it lasted wasn't a fan. The possible part was good, but the, definitely the future verse carried this uh, song. Yeah, we saw from high off life future trying a little bit more versatility in his flows and you have that here again in snitching uh, i'm hoping that we continue to see we, we said when we reviewed the album that we would have liked to see future use this more and clearly he's doing it um and it works i thought it works really well we all agree um it sounds like i'm the only one that kind of liked quavo on this song i just really liked the beat it was easy to float over i don't think that quavo needed to try hard to do well with his beat, um, but I definitely like this track. Yeah, he definitely didn't ruin it. But yeah. yeah. Track nine was Make It Rain with Rowdy Rebel. I mean, we reviewed it as a single. Do you guys have anything else to add? No. no. Average, average pop smoke yeah. track. Yeah, I thought it was an average pop smoke yeah. track. Standard. About what you would have expected. Mm-hmm. I thought the Rowdy Rebel part got a lot of hate. I thought it was actually pretty good. But. I think it was just cool. Yeah. Yeah. Especially from prison. It was, it was the transition it was, into it was cool, It was too. very gimmicky. Yeah. It's just like, throw it out in there. Yeah. See how it well, I mean, they did it from prison, so I thought it was... Yeah. With what they had, I thought it was good. <laughs> I've got a lot of opinions on track number 10, The Woo, so we'll start with you guys and, and I'll go after. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think this is how most people feel it. They don't know how to feel about it, because I think Roddy Rich has been so good this year so far, and even last year, that... I don't know, it just didn't seem like it fit completely on the track during some parts, but other parts it did. Like that, when the beginning when he did the prolonged, like, ooh, I didn't think that sounded, I did not like that. But I didn't mind his verse. I thought, I thought Roddy Rich sounded really, really good. Yeah, I, I like this part minus that beginning. Okay. Um, the 50 Cent part, I mean, 50 Cent's 50 Cent has one sound. I actually like this verse. I don't know about that. He has one sound, I think. Uh, he has like a it's a very distinct sound. sound. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know. I, like you, I don't know. I just thought it was distinct. I, I like the fifty cent part. Um, I wasn't a fan of the end where he just like you like that gangster shit. Like, I, I didn't like that. Yeah. But I don't know. I wasn't a fan of the pop smoke hook really either. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. How like Roddy doesn't really fit with these two other artists. I like the Roddy part a lot. I just I love his delivery and how he he just goes back and forth between like these two sounds in one track um 50 cent had a solid performance you know i don't i don't think he was meant to blow anybody away with this and uh he definitely you know held his own and uh pop smoke was good too it was an enjoyable track i can see why because of the artists on it how it's like the most popular track on the album is it the most popular track on the album i feel like it's the one that's being it's promoted be. the most really yeah yeah because like think... when i when i go to like a rap caviar it's like the number one song really yeah but well, that's that's how it is with roddy rich it seems every like the gonna track on the wanna that was like the number one promoted one yeah the popular songs of the album are aim for the moon for the night 44 bulldog gangsters yeah yeah and the will 44 bulldog really yeah that's what it says right now. Well, the Woo, I mean, it was my favorite track on the album. Uh, I thought Roddy Rich, in its entirety of that verse, I thought he killed it. He tried, you know, the range with his vocals, and I thought he did really, really well with it. You guys say it doesn't, or Jason said it didn't really fit. I kind of disagree because you had singing from Pop Smoke, you had melody from 50 Cent. I thought it fit well. 50 Cent's verse, I really, really liked, and... 
it kind of sounded like you got two verses from 50 Cent because Pop Smoke sounded exactly like 50 Cent on his verse too. I, the Woo was definitely my favorite song and all three of them had great performances. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I don't know. Yeah. It's just Roddy's so different. Like, 50 Cent and Pop Smoke have such deep voices and Roddy comes in with a really high-pitched, like high-pitched melodic voice. Animated. It, it, again, it's... The verse is good and it sounds good, but I just don't know overall for the song if it completely That's fair. fits with their mm-hmm. rhythm. I also would have liked to see a song with just 50 Cent and Pop Smoke. Yes. Yeah. When I saw 50 Cent was on the feature list, that's what I was hoping for, especially considering it was it's the two New York guys. So I was a little disappointed when I first saw that they threw Roddy Rich on the track, but I, I really like the track. I still, in addition, would have liked a track with just Pop Smoke and 50 Cent. It's definitely one of the better tracks on this album, for yeah, sure. I agree. Um, I'm going to start with, with Carter on this next track, because it's got his guy Tyga on it. West Coast shit with Quavo and Tyga. So, okay, so <laughs> there's these are two average feature rappers. These are two average rappers. Quavo, you know, I'd say below average on this. Tyga... Basically, all I'm looking from from Tyga is just I need him on a West Coast beat and just to flow a little bit, and it sounds good. Honestly, like I, I this is a good West Coast track, and it's just like it's meant to you know just bounce, get you out of your seat, moving a little bit, and beyond that, it doesn't need to be anything else more than that. So, I was a fan of the Tyga part. I really liked the Tyga. It sounded really cool. It talk, if you want to talk about people with distinct one sound, Tyga <laughs> is that guy. Exactly. And it sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Um, he just needs to be on a beat like this, and he can he can do it. Yeah, he just flows over it. I, I, there's nothing wrong with the Tiger part. It just sounded really good. The Pop Smoke verse is really good. And I wasn't a fan of the Quavo uh, part. I do like that part of the hook, though, when he goes like, uh, what was it? Somebody the called Batman. The Popeye got him, like uh, Smoke I got him, like that part. Uh, I, I, I liked cool. the Somebody Called Batman, I'm Robin. That was yeah. part of the hook, too. That Pop oh, Smoke was, I got him. Smoke, I pop him. That part. That, that, was, was, cool. that was cool. Yeah. I liked the hook with with both Quavo and Pop Smoke on it. Didn't like the Quavo verse. Honestly, wasn't the best Pop Smoke verse, but like Carter said, the the beat from from Mustard was great. Didn't expect him to have a beat on this album. And Tyga, I thought carried the song, which Mustard I did not expect. I did not expect Tyga to be on the to carry the song. And no, I don't think Mustard yeah, does Mustard make a bad beat. Yeah, so two. The Tiger part was great. Like I listen, I was not excited to listen to it because Tiger <laughs> has some garbage, trap garbage out there, and it sounded really cool. Honestly, like Vince Staples and Tiger just sound great on these types of beats. Mm. I just love, I love these beats so much. Track twelve was something that I didn't really expect to hear from Pop Smoke. Enjoy yourself, featuring Carol G, who is a Latin pop artist. Um, I, I read about this track. He supposedly, Pop Smoke, sent this track to Tyga saying that, let me find the exact quote, saying, I want one of those Latin chicks on it. And and Tyga sent it to Carol G, who did pretty well on it. What did you guys think of track 12, Enjoy Yourself? Yeah, I really like uh, just Carol G's voice in general. I have no idea what she's saying, but I don't don't need to know. It just sounded good. I, I... the only I really did not like Pop Smoke's flow. I just thought it was very clunky, and because of that, I'm not going to go back to this track. But Carol G did surprise me. 
Yeah, this is another song where it's just so different, like high-pitched, uh, Carol G, super deep house smoke. I actually thought them coming together, I thought it sounded pretty good. Um, I was a fan of the pop smoke verse. Again, I, I like when he's slower than rather when he's like doing the crazy fast drill type stuff. Um, so I, I was a fan of this song. I also liked this song, and I don't think it's gotten great reviews, but I, I liked Pop Smoke when he was singing on the hook. I thought he sounded exactly like 50 Cent. Throughout the entire album, I, I felt like I was listening to 50 Cent. And I like the verse wasn't great, but it was melodic. I felt like he did well with the melodic verse. The only thing I didn't like about the song is, again, I don't know exactly what Carol G's singing about, but I know it wasn't the hard shit that Pop Smoke's mentioning in his verse. So I feel like the lyricism like kind of probably clashed. I'm saying probably because again, I don't even with six years of Spanish, I had no idea what Carol G was saying. Um, but I did like, especially at the end with their voices coming together, it's showing versatility from Pop Smoke, the fact that he's able to rap with Quavo and Future and then sing a song with Sway Lee and sing a song with his Latin pop artist, Carol G. Like, he has a lot of versatility and I wish um, we could have seen more of that from him. So I looked up the translation for her part. Yeah. Um, Probably not talking about guns and stuff like that. You gotta pull it. They didn't. <laughs> uh, oh, here's the translation. All right, all right. I ride the Phantom, baby. Turn on the booster. I spend five thousand on a. I don't even. I'm not gonna even try to say that word. Too high fashion. Hotel Couture. If it's not you, another man bores me. The bows from Milan on the way to Milan. I'm guessing it's probably just about being fashion and almost like being that. Like pop, like what would be like Pop Smoke's girlfriend, or yeah, like yeah, somebody yeah. related to okay. somebody in that trap game or something like that, which is cool. I liked it. Track thirteen was Mood Swings with Lil TJ. Um, you know we've gotten a lot from these young guys this year so far in twenty twenty. Polo G and Lil Baby have done really really well. Uh, they've rose up the charts. What did you guys think of Lil TJ here? Uh, I didn't. I didn't think it was one of Lil TJ's best performances, but I really do like Lil TJ as a rapper, and I feel like sometimes he's slighted some. And I, 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 I from the verses I've heard from him in the past, I really do like him. I mean, it, it, this wasn't the best, but uh, outside of that, I, I liked Pop Smoke singing a lot. Um, the the lyricism was a little weird. It was very weird. It made me uncomfortable at points. Yes. But it's like, like shoddy in my boo thing or bro, something. Bro, it was like one big <laughs> ad for his pullout game at points. Like, not was, talking about bro, nothing on the covers? The, is that the song? Bro, there was like four references to nothing between the two of them. <laughs> I don't need to hear that. And that was just I, like I don't a need lot. to hear that. I, like, it was just a lot, yeah. man. I Maybe really you could use a different word. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, yeah. I really like the song. I thought they both fit really well into it. Um, I like Pop Smoke singing. TJ got a long ass verse. It was really, really mm -hmm. long. And uh, there's uh, his voice is almost like nostrily, like it's hard to kind of listen to after a while. It is. It's whiny. And I'm not the biggest little TJ. So fan. I like I like the beginning, but hearing a too much little TJ, ugh, I, under my nerves. I think they work well together, but I did think a lot. Many times throughout this verse, I felt like it was too high, too nasally, too whiny. Yeah, I, I accidentally I said nostrilly. I meant to say nasally. <laughs> I, mean, I knew what you were saying. I think it's the same 
I don't even is Nas really. I don't even know. Probably not, no, but I don't know. I don't think so. You understand what I meant. <laughs> we all. Um, but I, I get the lyricism. I, like, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do of it. Lyricism. It was weird to see like on these next couple tracks. There's like the softer side of pop smoke. It was like an old. It felt like yeah, a. It was, it was like five track. It was five tracks in a row. It felt like right. an early yeah, two thousand. Yeah. Enjoy yourself, slot. mood swings, something, something special. special, what you know about love and Diana. It was all, all five like, of them are like. It was all like that old school love raps. Yeah, something special sounded like an early two thousands, like yep. Key Diddy type song or yep. something like that, where. It's that weird twinkle beat almost. Um, I mean, the possible part was fine. It, it was just, it was kind of just sounded like a throwback song. Yeah. Uh, it was a unique beat for a rap song. I yeah. thought that was interesting. Which one? I think it's a throwback beat. Yeah, I don't even think it's a unique Something beat. special. I don't think it's unique. I think it's just kind of okay. an older type beat. I, I agree. At some point, I, I just lumped from Mood Swings down to Diana, these four tracks together. It was just... Yeah, he sounds fine, but like I wouldn't listen to these types of tracks again. I agree, except for track fifteen. I really liked "What You Know About Love." That song, if I had to pick one of these five love songs from "Enjoy Yourself," although "Enjoy Yourself" has a different sound to it because of Carol yeah, G. Yeah, so yeah. I guess if you go from thir- if you go from "Mood Swings" to "Diana," those four tr- four songs. They don't do a lot for me, except personally for what you know about love. I really like that song. That of, of all the singing he does on this album, that was my favorite. You Sounds can, just like Fifty Cent. You, yeah, the Fifty Cent influence on these couple tracks. It's, it's the beat. The beat for what you know about sounds like what you know about love. It sounds like if I was at a baseball game and like the the what was it like an accordion or something like the dude upstairs is doing. Oh, come the, on. <laughs> it kind of sounds like it. I thought it, was, I thought it was cool. I thought it sounded good in the song, but it just gave me that vibe. I really like that. So I think that track was my second favorite on the album behind uh, the Woo. Um, so did you, out of between fourteen and sixteen, right? Something special. What you know about love, Diana. I guess mood swings we'll throw in there too. That group of four. Which one was was your favorite? Uh, what you know about love. I I, okay. agree, I agree with what you're saying. I'd say mood swings. Okay. Yeah. Track sixteen had, speaking of P Diddy, um, his son King Combs, who, I don't know if it's <laughs> just me, but I don't need to hear P Diddy's son rapping about you know, I, I don't need to making hear a girl ne- limp. I don't need to hear nepotism. Here. No, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded awful. I didn't like it. He has no talent. Yeah. <laughs> his voice was. Well, I don't want to say he has no talent because this is the only, only verse I've ever heard from him he, so maybe he's good in other settings but this was not good he did have that nostalgic sound but I wasn't a fan of it <laughs> it sounded like young P. Diddy it yeah, sounded like yeah, he yeah. definitely took influence from his father mm-hmm. but it wasn't that good of a rapper in his own sense <laughs> no he, he wasn't good yeah. I, I thought the pop smoke verse was pretty good but I, the beat kind of was the biggest part of the song I, the beat I, was really cool the beat was cool but that was it for, for me um Three more tracks and one of them's Dior. Track 17, Got It On Me. It sampled Many Men from 50 Cent. I really liked it. What about you guys? Yeah, I love, uh, we kind of got back to some more uh, intensity here. Um, I love just, it was probably one of my favorite Pop Smoke solo performances on this album. Um, I thought it just sounded really good. And I like the uh, the choir, you know, type beat. Yeah. And uh 
I just like how the at the end of this track the beat cut out and it was just pop smoke, you know, kind of just rapping, and I thought that was a very emotional moment. It should have ended there. Before? The, no, it should have. The acapella outro where the beat cut out was beautiful, and I thought was the most beautiful part of the entire album. Mm-hmm. Ended end the album there. Yeah. It's it's it's. It would have been nice knowing the circumstances. It's beautiful and nostalgic and just end it. I wish they switched the last two tracks. I mean, Dior is a bonus, so that doesn't matter. But I wish they switched the last two tracks. Or even just got rid of the last track. I know. Well, All right, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Do you like this track? Yeah, I like the Many Men hook. I like how he switches up. Goes slow, fast, slow, fast. I thought it sounds really cool. I like, the, I like this one. I really love the hook. Probably my favorite hook in the album. Yes. I personally wasn't a big fan of the verses. I felt like the super hard verses didn't really fit. I thought it was a little too fast. Um for what the beat and the hook gave. Him doing the many, many men, like that part, yeah. you can, it actually, like, it, it, we said how much he sounds like 50 Cent. exactly can, like him. Oh, I thought I could clearly hear a difference, I feel like. All right, I mean, there's a difference, but it sounds, uh, the, the the one line, he goes two fours on me like I'm Kobe. That's <laughs> so sad, it's so sad. Um, I really like the song, except for the, the verses were my favorite, otherwise it would have been one of my favorites, probably my favorite songs. So it sounds like you like Tunnel Vision. I was about to shit on it a little bit. You like Tunnel Vision? Well, I mean, it, it goes back to his signature sound. Right. And, like, I can get the, I, I understand this for an outro because, like, you could end it with just what he's known for the best. So, like, you want him to go out with the sound he kind of defined. So I think it would have been more of an emotional ending, though. They could have done something like that. I don't know. It's There's nothing standing out to me about this song. Like, it, it reminded me of other tracks he's done. It was kind of like... I thought it was a banger, but I, like, I, it, it doesn't make sense for... They could have been like a singing mix with... I, I don't know. I just wasn't a fan of it for, I felt for like, an outro. I felt like putting Dior at the end made it so you didn't need to end with a track like Tunnel Vision, that's, personally. Yeah, that's but that, I don't know. I, I thought that the interview at the, the end of Tunnel Vision was cool. That was a cool outro. If they weren't going to end with the acapella, I felt like they at least did something to end the album well. Um... But it, this just sounded like signature pop song. I'll agree with you with that. Mm-hmm. And then ending with Dior. I'm glad that they put it on there. Banger. Um, Dior. Dior. Absolute banger. Banger. Absolute banger. So, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. I'm giving him a 7.8. From what it sounds like from you two, I think that'll be the highest score of us three. My favorite song was The Woo, although I also really liked What You Know About Love and Snitchin'. My least favorite was 44 Bulldog. Um, that, along with Diana, are the only two tracks that I never really want to hear again. Uh, the rest of the, I'll, I'll be listening to this album for, for a while. So I'm gonna give it a, uh, I'm gonna give it a 6.7. Okay. Um, there were, I, I liked probably less tracks than you did, just because there was a stretch, definitely, that we talked about that just kind of yeah. lost me. And it was, it just didn't interest me at all. But I think the highs on this album are gonna keep me coming back to those like certain songs and like for a while. So uh, that's why uh, I gave it what it was. I think uh, the best track was uh, uh, "Got It On Me." The okay. one, uh, yeah. I, I just thought it was a beautiful way, um, a beautiful track. Um, and I think my least favorite was definitely. Uh, Mood swings, just because. With little TJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just 
hard to listen to, so for me, but uh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna end up giving it a seven flat, and I think it's because there was some underwhelming parts of the album. The first three songs I thought were really good. Aim for the Moon for the Night, probably up there for my favorites. And then 44 Bulldog through probably Snitching is kind of just, it was kind of tough to get through. It was just, there was nothing really stand out about any of those songs. And then, you know, Snitching, Make It Rain, the Woo, West Coast shit, all good songs. Enjoy Yourself was decent, Mood Swings was good, and then kind of the rest of the album was kind of just like, eh, for me. Um, my least favorite song is probably gonna end up being Tunnel Vision, maybe Creature, because if I wasn't a fan of the Swaley part, but rest in peace the Woo. Favorite song? No, I said probably for the night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Rest so, in peace the Woo, though. Yes, yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> Hopefully, we have some time in between this release, and I assume there will be a next release at some point. Um, I'd hate for there's there's got to be a lot of music there, and I'd hate for someone to just try to rush music out and not put thought into it because I felt like this was really well done by Fifty Cent, and if you take the time and effort, it's gonna become a a really beautiful posthumous project. So this was really good, and um, I'll definitely be going back to it in the future. All right, unrelated, but I've got a question for the two of you. How often do you like to see artists drop an album? It depends. It depends on the artist, because some are able to do it well in short amounts of time. Um, I, I'd say uh, two years. Every two years is probably going to give you the best quality, um, and you're not waiting around too long. Seems kind of long. I feel like most big rappers will do one every like year and a half or so year every three months something like that and that's probably fine like the, there's a point where you don't want somebody to become so relevant because they're not dropping music where when they drop something I, I, I don't know probably probably in between a year and a year and a half i agree with dobo I'd, I'd say probably a year and three quarters to two years i feel like any longer than that you're be, you're risking, risking becoming irrelevant, irrelevant. Yeah, exactly or you're a huge artist and That's true. Can, I think artists it. like Travis, Drake, um, J. Cole, Kendrick. J. Cole, Kendrick. Kendrick there, there's a very top tier that can go without something for Kendrick two years. Kendrick has. I mean, yeah, Kendrick's, Kendrick's, Kendrick's doing it now. Yeah. Um, Kendrick could wait 10 years. Even Joey's badass, but I mean, he's not as popular. But Yeah, there's that tier that can not drop something for a while, and when they drop it, it'll still be huge. But if, if you're saying this because West Side Guns dropped two albums... So the reason, I asked, <laughs> the reason I ask is because... In the last two and a half years, since the start of 2018, West Side Gun has dropped 13 albums. It's like it's like in young two one. and a half years. It's like NBA. <laughs> so NBA has probably dropped close to that. No, the issue I have <laughs> with that is if you're dropping music so frequently, you're putting yeah. quantity over quality. You had. Pray for Paris come out earlier this year, which was far and away his best project ever. And for a lot of people that had yet to hear of West Side Gun, it put him on the mat. So, in my opinion, I think West Side Gun should have rode out the wave from Pray for Paris at least longer than four or five months and let that be his reputation for a little while. Instead, of dropping this trash album, Fly God is an Awesome God 2, 
and just completely destroying all the momentum he had built at the beginning of 2020. When I saw that West Side Gun was just dropping out this week, I was like, this, like the same West Side Gun? Like the one that <laughs> just, I was like, really? Um, yeah, there is nothing good about this album at all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a shame because what was his other album in the uh, top 100 for the year, top 50? It was up there. It was, it was, yeah. Let me, yeah I can no, find the exact ranking. It was top, it was top, top like very or something. Top 20. Number five. Yeah. Number five. How do you go from being number five album of the year so far to feeling compelled to drop this? And I'm not the biggest West Side Gun fan. I've listened to other projects, but he had 13 in the past two and a half years. I'm not going to listen to everything. Yeah. So I, I there's some artists that listen to everything. <laughs> well, okay. So I, I searched, Cardi. I searched for West Side Gun on Twitter to try to see what his fans are saying. His fans like the album and they're saying that he's a, a pro at picking out beats and he's one of the best in the game. That's what they liked about this album. So maybe West Side Gun just isn't for me, isn't for us. But there was one song in this album that I thought was passable, and that's Lil C's with Armani Caesar. It's the only beat in the entire album that I was like, all right, this this can pass as a beat for a rap song. All of the other beats were horrible. They had no drums, no rhythm, and as a result, you had a flow from West Side Gun that had no rhythm, and all he was doing was shouting and whining his bullshit. It, he's, he, to me, he sounds like a whiny action Bronson. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, really? All right. Yeah, because it reminded me of like those old, like it had a very old school underground sound. And I was trying to put my put my finger on who it was, and it was Action Bronson. Just his delivery. Um, I, I I wasn't as hard on this album. I I didn't think any of these songs were that special, but like I didn't hate them. I thought the beats were interesting. I, I wasn't like I'm not ripping them, but uh, there's a couple tracks where I listen to and it's it's these are fine listens. I uh, he's he doesn't I, I know what I'm getting when I listen to him, and because of that I don't need a shit ton of music. So yeah, I'm gonna semi disagree because I think there was more than one. I think Michael Urban was passable. I didn't mind that song. I thought it was okay. I like Buffs versus Wires. Yeah, I thought Jose Canseco, the beat had a ton of potential. I really liked the beat in that song, but West Side Gun and whoever the fuck Stove God Cooks is, sound, <laughs> I did not sound good on it. But if you go, I mean, the beat on Jose Canseco was pretty cool. I, I agree. I agree. I, I listened to the Pop Smoke album that night. I switched over to West Side Gun. Michael Irvin starts, I hate that beat, and the first line is, you ever cooked half a brick in the air fryer? <laughs> I, I turn my phone off, I'm like, nah, we'll listen to this shit tomorrow, and I'm not doing it. You're like, what? It's you, ever, you, you really think West Side Gun cooked a half a brick in the air fryer? Who, who says that? It's this, such a bullshit line. It's just a lot of, like, uh, like, kingpin drug stuff. That's, like, that's basically his thing. Have you ever seen a picture of West Side Gun? No. Let me pull up, I want a live reaction. So let me pull up a picture of West Side Gun. You, knowing what his voice is, if you're listening to his voice while he's rapping, while looking at a picture of West Side Gun, it doesn't make sense. He doesn't sounds, look like... It sounds feminine almost. It yeah. does. That doesn't look like a guy who would yeah. produce that voice. Right? 
I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But he he looks a little bit too hard to be able to uh, put out that somewhat feminine, whiny voice, in my opinion. But, yeah, I, I really didn't like the album. The only thing, I'll give it a slight benefit of the doubt because there were a couple of social injustice themed songs in there that I think maybe he was trying to rush this out in response to what's going on in society right now. I think that showed with all the skits on there too, because it really broke things up. So, But I also don't know if maybe he was already planning to drop this and then threw in the skits to try to mm-hmm. make it so he was commenting on what was going on. Either way, overall, I didn't like it. I don't know if you guys graded it. I'm grading it. I gave it a 2.7 and I hated it. That's by far... That's half the score that Smoke Perk got. I I sold sold 5K first week, by the way. You said you liked it. Sold 5K. What did did (laughs) AJ Glam sell? I don't know. That's less than the other band's album. I'll look it up. I got it. Did you guys give this a grade? I'm not going to give it a grade, man. (laughs) I'm not. It's not fair for me to give it a grade. I don't want to hear another West Side Gun album this, this year. I hope he yeah, doesn't. He needs, he needs to go back and think things. Think, think things over. Yeah. I will say that Lil C's I did like. That's the only track I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Yeah, I mean, for me, Buffs versus Wires. I, I like Benny the Butcher. Benny the Butcher. He's good. Benny the Butcher. I, Benny the Butcher is really. I, I'm I'm surprised at how much I like him. And Boldy James, I didn't. Boldy James, I listened to. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, no, he no. had an album at the beginning of the year with um, the Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Uh, a collab album. It was like the price of tea, or the price of tea in China, and I, that one was decent. Like I think, I mean, with the two the Alchemist collabs this year, Freddie Gibbs definitely showed that he was a better rapper than this guy Boldy James, which I would expect. But uh, between Boldy James and Benny the Butcher, I will say that if you gave them a different beat, because I personally didn't like the beat. I thought it would have been a great song because their both verses were good. I thought it was also interesting. Uh... This this album kind of reminded me of parts like the beats reminded me of like the Gibbs album a little bit just because the type they are they're very like they seem like dirty they're very dirty beats where, they are but just like that underground they're underground but I think for me the lack of percussion there were no drums to give it any rhythm to kind of polish it up mm-hmm. I felt like. And it's not like it's not my thing. Yeah, like I, 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 I wouldn't want to listen to much more of this. No. At least now, um, especially coming off of Pop Smoke, where it's more yeah, like yeah, it's just a completely different sound, more mainstream, and yeah, just not my kind of rap. So we're gonna move on. Um, if Jason finds the eighty-eight glam first, still, still looking. All right, if you find it, let me know. There's no way that sold five k. It's probably sold eighty-eight copies. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to two more drops from this past weekend under the radar drops but we had Gucci Mane and his label the new 1017 drop an album Gucci Mane presents So Icy Summer <laughs> what a name <laughs> we also had K Camp and his label Rare Sound drop Rare Family so Again, we saw J. Cole in Dreamville drop Revenge of the Dreamers 3, which was very popular, and now you're seeing more and more record labels try to mimic that and put their young artists on the map. 
Which one? I, I mean, I think I know which one was the favorite for you two, but I'll ask. Because I told you? Well, I mean, I just. I told you I think confidence. Of, of, objectively, the Gucci Mane album was much worse than the Cake Camp album. Yeah, oh, yeah, for yeah. Sure, this album was. Bloated. Okay. Bloated. I, I didn't get through the entire album. It, uh, you can't. No. There's individual songs that are decent. You didn't versus... like So Icy Girls? Okay, okay, hold on. No, oh, no, no, no. Hold on no, a second. No, yes, no. let me make a comment really, They're really quick. They're City Girls. Yes, but. Alright. Of the. People on this album, Fujiano, Pooh Shiesty, Big 30, Big Scar, and So Icy Girls. If I had to pick one that would become relevant, I'm picking So Icy Girls. Yeah, just because of their, their sound. The, the so we're picking people that could that. become relevant. <laughs> the people that he had featured. If they were bad. Everyone else was bad. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think any There's of them like had talent. sparingly decent performances and then just a lot of sludge. And even Gucci Mane, like he had a very auto-tuned sound throughout this album. If if you didn't tell me it was Gucci Mane, I would have thought it was another one of his low-key artists on his label. I didn't even think Gucci Mane sounded that good. Why can't we get like the Gucci Mane that did last time with Travis, like, 10 a.m., everyone save the world and not all heroes wear capes. Like, that's good Gucci. Why do we have to just get, sh- like, yeah, like, I feel like he releases a ton of music also. He does. He does, oh, he does. Yeah, yeah. And it's all fucking garbage. It is. There's, like, maybe one song out of every 40. That you see he spent $265,000 on new teeth? No. <laughs> yeah. I saw that on Twitter. Jesus hey, Christ. You know, whatever works for you. What do you get, but if, get I am, smile. if I am picking one song on this album, which I think... Right, one song. Sure, go for it. Uh, I'm picking Nasty, the Nudie and 21 song. Okay. I love Nudie's verse. Um, I thought the Gucci verse was decent. I like how Nudie comes back in and does like the nasty part, like just says the word nasty. I thought that sounds cool. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the 21 part. It's growing me a little bit. Um, I, again, this album was dog shit, and I thought that this was probably one of the good songs on it. Yeah, in a, in a field of a bunch of average collabs, um, Gucci Land was probably my favorite with Young Thug. I thought uh, Gucci had one of the more solid performances um, out of a lot of these songs, and I really liked the hook. Um, and then Thug had a really, really good performance as well. I just, I just, I love Young Thug. So I will say that <clears throat> I only listened to half the songs. I only listened to the ones with Gucci Mane on it or Lil Baby because he was in a couple features with the no name Pushisti guys. Um, <laughs> These names. Pop Smoke dropped. I'm not listening to an hour, 20 minutes of Gucci Mane and Big 30 and Fujiano. Fujiano. Um, There wasn't even a track that I did like. I can't even pick one to say I liked. I didn't like any of the Young Thug songs. I thought Future's feature was good, but again, like Fujiano, the guy doesn't have much talent, didn't like that. Surprised we didn't just get like a BTS feature on this or something. (laughs) Kill yourself. (laughs) Hey. Um, Gucci man, kill yourself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll move away. I'm not picking a song. I hated yeah, the we album. Got, we got not much. Not much. Not much to talk about. K Camp, though. There's a lot to be proud of, I'd say, about this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If yeah. you're K Camp. Um, this, was, this was the better of the uh, collab. By far. Projects, by far. And I think it's one that's going to get a lot less hype. Just because K Camp isn't as big of a name as... Gucci Mane. It's going to be super underrated. Yeah, and K-Camp like, there's super, a lot of bangers. K-Camp's super underrated in general, I think. 
So there were 12 songs compared to Gucci Mane's 24. 34 minutes compared to Gucci Mane's hour 20 minutes. If you're trying to bring attention to your to your low-key artist on your label, dropping an hour 20 minute project that doesn't give a lot of people time to listen to is not a good idea. I like K-Camp doing 12 songs, 34 minutes, definitely was able to showcase all of his different artists. Uh, what do you guys think of K-Camp individually on the album? I think, I think K-Camp is, is really, he's capable of making really good music, which is, you know, I feel like he was popular at one point and just he hasn't uh, had many like songs that popped off recently, which is surprising because like he can really hold his own. And I really liked uh, not only him, but I liked pretty much every other artist on this project. I thought they all did a solid job. Yeah, K-Camp has been releasing like an album a year almost, sometimes even more. Um, I don't think any of his albums have been that relevant since that Only Way Is Up one with like Comfortable. That was like 2014 though. One Haunted, it? yeah, it was like 2016, 2015. Okay. And then there was that single Cut It Off that you mentioned earlier. That was like 2014, I think. Yeah, that was, oh, it's not even, it's 2014, yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Slum Anthem, another 2014 famous song. Slum Anthem was 2014? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, KQ is good. Um, it's just he doesn't get a lot of attention. But, I mean, this, this was a really solid album, I thought. There aren't many guys that have the versatility to, within a single track, switch from singing to rapping. And K-Camp can do that. And he's also got abilities to create a pop song, too. I feel like he's got the ability to make something that would be played on pop stations. Yeah, I agree. I get that vibe, sort of vibe. Um, like, he could make, like, a pop rap hit. Yeah. If he wanted to. Cry to You was the lead, or the first track on the album. It had just K Camp in it. That's my favorite song. I thought that was a really good song. Uh, if I had to pick a song that had one of his lesser known artists on it, I liked Own It with uh, Jay Lee, who's a female artist. And this is something I'm going to listen to a couple more times because I feel like there's a lot of talent on here that's young and unheard of. And maybe a couple of them I'll like and be able to listen to in the future. Yeah, I agree. I definitely want to hear some of these guys over again, just because we've really yet to hear them beyond this project. Um, my favorite song personally was uh, Big Dog Status. Yeah, that was it, a good it one It had K-Camp, it had True Story McGee, and it had Rare Sound. Um, I loved the uh, like the high-pitched vocal sample in the back, and it just had some crazy bass. And I, I, honestly, everybody was just flowing on this track. So. Yeah, I think my favorite song is probably Wait a Minute with True Story G, who's one of the lesser guys you know it was kind of a more of a melodic beat um k cam I, I like when k cam has like choppy lines i'm not a fan of that in general with most rap songs but when he kind of does like the choppy stuff i think it sounds cool and the true story g guy just sounds it, it kind of he sounded really cool i thought um definitely somebody i want to hear more of he gives me discount Lil wayne vibes i was yeah yeah i can see that i mean um, i think he's got like sixty thousand monthly listeners so obviously he has nowhere near the status of Lil Wayne, but I think that some, yeah. partially his sound reminds me of Lil Wayne. Yeah, they, listening to it right now, yeah, I could definitely understand that. I was trying to think of somebody that he sounded like. That's all the music from this past weekend, and we were blessed with new news that Juice World is going to be releasing his posthumous album titled Legends Never Die. 15 tracks, we've already heard three of them as singles. One was Righteous, 
which was way early in 2020, which I said in our 20, first half of 2020 review, it was one of my favorite songs of the entire six months, six month period. We heard Tell Me You Love Me, the song with Trippy Red that we reviewed. And then I think it was Monday, um, we got a new single from him with uh, Halsey. Mm-hmm. Halsey. Halsey. Jeez, my Jeez, bad. Sorry. Oh my God. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not a Halsey fan. I'm you sorry. Know, <laughs> it might not even be Halsey. I, I think it's one L. Halsey sounds right. It's Halsey. It's Halsey? Halsey. G-Easy and Halsey. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, speaking of G-Easy, his last album was trash. We didn't even review it. It was that bad. I'm not talking about it. It was weird. It was, it was different. Very, it was very weird. different. It, it, no, no, it we're not rap. talking about G-Eazy. It wasn't rap. We can have a quick 30-second uh, tangent about g he's, he's so bad. Has he made any good music ever? Yes. Yeah. Give me a song. Top of your head. I mean it. Or mean it. <laughs> All I know is there was a music video for Mean It. And whoever, th- there was a light-skinned chick in it, and she was bad as hell <laughs> that's all i remember and the song was decent but that chick she had she was in it like 10 seconds of the video and she i don't know what, what i gotta see when that song came out the only i think i was in middle school crushing on this chick i didn't even know the name of yeah it was like 2014 that song came out um you know jesus had some popular hits with pop artists like halsey and yeah. uh bb rexa or whatever it was 2014. Wow. Yeah, time flies, man. Yeah, I know. Time flies when you're garbage at making music. The, listen, <laughs> the only time I like G-Eazy is uh, he, he works... Never. With, That's right. Listen, no. <laughs> he, he works well when he's on a, uh, a West Coast beat. Because I've heard him songs with him and Tyga, and they're bangers. So. Still be friends. The one with Tory Lanez was friends, really popular. Yeah, yeah. As long as he's on like one of these like, like West Coast beats with a couple features, like... It, it'll be fine. It'll sound good. But outside of that, not really. How many monthly listeners do you think he has on Spotify? For reference. Seven, 17,000. Lil Baby has 13.5 million. So how many do you think oh, G-Eazy has? I'd say probably like four or five. Fifteen. Fifteen million? Yeah. Nineteen million. I was closer the first time. So, really? <laughs> I'm just saying, people out there like G-Eazy. That's crazy. I don't know if those people have no, well, no, he's no trying respect to, for He's trying to dip into like the alternative rock genre. Which, I mean, I not, like, my, not I like, my type of music. I but... like one song and outside okay. that. All right. Um, all right, we'll move off the G-Eazy tangent because this was for... Uh, Juice World. Juice World. <laughs> <laughs> um, Very different artists. Of those three singles, which ones did you guys like the most? Righteous, Tell Me You Love Me, and I even forget the name of Life's it. Life's a Mess. Life's a mess. I like Righteous. I, I like Righteous. And, uh, I feel like Righteous was far and away the best of the three tracks. And yeah, I thought it came at a good time. Just It, 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 did. Be, it being the first one, first single, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, it was his first posthumous release. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought it was... I agree. Righteous is probably my favorite. But I really like this one, too. Um, I thought the Juice World part was super emotional. was really good. And then his, this, the second hook... Well, the same hook, but the second time he does the hook, Halsey... Also does it too, and I think that sounds cool. I think the Halsey first um, it was pretty short; it was only like thirty seconds. I thought it sounded good too. Yeah, there was some solid harmonizing yeah. between the two of them, which worked fairly well. Um, I liked uh, Halsey's outro, and then it just fading off into like the strings of the beat, mm-hmm. and I thought that was pretty beautiful. I like I like Juice World. I like uh, he he had a solid performance. Um, 
there are times where like sometimes I just don't want to hear like the emo rap like sad stuff. Yeah. But like I, I respect what he does. I um, always want to hear it. <laughs> Jesus. No, there are just times where you more trippy red. There are just times where it's just a little too much, but like I, I thought this was a very solid track. I'm glad to see that it's only 15 tracks. I'm glad that they waited this long. It's July, and his death was in December. so It feels like it's been way longer than that. Oh, my God. So I'm, I'm glad to see that they waited this long. Out of all of the artists in the world, I think Juice World has one of the largest archives of unreleased music. I know TMZ reported a while ago that there's 2,000-plus unreleased Juice World songs. And I've heard, not obviously not 2,000, but I've probably listened to 40 or so because I'm in a uh, Discord chat with uh, people who publish unreleased music of famous artists. So, But I'm glad that they're not rushing it and they were really taking time to put this album out, just like they did with the Pop Smoke album. They really polished it and there's so much beautiful music out there from Juice World left that I don't want to see them waste it. Be yeah. smart with it, take your time, and really do everything that you can with that. Live, live it up to its full potential. Yeah, make it be a, a, a good last album. Like, a very... Make, make sure all the, the little details are uh, taken care of. Yeah. They did say his label and producers, whoever is on his team, said that from here on out, with releases and how, album, how many songs the albums have, how the albums are structured, how individual songs sound, they're going to do their best to try to do what Juice World would have done if he were still alive. What he would release, when he would release it. Um, I don't know how well they're gonna be able to do that. Obviously, we'll never know, but I think that's really cool. And it, I wonder it, how many albums they'll be able to you know, make with all the music that he has. I th- they'll be able... I think they will be able to make as many as they want. I don't know how many they'll want to make mm-hmm. without sounding... Without ruining his... Like watering down what he was. Exactly. Yeah. They can't just throw out like half-assed songs. You can't continue to do it once every year, I don't think. No. I think you've got to take your time with it. and I don't know. Um, I'm excited for it. Juice World is a guy who I'm not the biggest fan of but he was one of the most talented young rappers in the game he has phenomenal talent i don't know if you guys ever saw he did a freestyle it's on youtube he freestyled for an hour straight and it's the the coolest freestyle i've ever seen obviously some parts are written but because you can't just you can't you can't freestyle (laughs) but just to be able to go back and forth from freestyle and be able to weave in your written parts and then go back to... He, he has so much talent, so much... There, I don't think there are any artists that rap with as much emotion and passion as he does. Yeah. It's definitely going to be a more emotional album, too. I read something on Twitter that apparently his entire team cried when they listened to the album, and that's probably because they were closer to him. But again, he does make emotional music, yeah. so definitely something I'm looking forward to. His girlfriend in May said that the album was prepared and that she wasn't ready for it and that the world wasn't ready for it emotionally which is crazy so i i do think that it's going to be a very emotional album 
I really liked Righteous, the other two tracks I wasn't the biggest fan of, so I'm a little bit worried, but I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I'm, I'm, not, def- I'm not a fan of every single Juice World song, mm-hmm. but I recognize the talent that he has in every song. I, I, yeah, I think sometimes it's subject matter. I'm right. just not as invested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do recognize his talent, and I think he's had some very, very good performances yep. in his past. Yep, 100%. We also need to petition to make sure that none of these songs touch TikTok. Because that, luck. they'll ruin it. I saw, <laughs> they're they're <laughs> gonna just going to Twitter and some, some random account tweeted out, uh, Love Sosa just found TikTok. No! People are like, this ruined my entire day. They lost another one. Supposedly, TikTok is rumored to being shut down. Like, I, I guess... United, United, the United States <laughs> and other countries are looking to ban TikTok from being able to reach its huh. demographic yeah. because know. of the Chinese creator's ability to... Steal everybody's information. Yes. Is that, oh, I saw Dave Boyd and I tweet something about the hell all the information is Alibaba. Yeah, so funny. we'll see. I mean, if TikTok gets deleted forever, China's already got our information. I think, so I don't think two things. If TikTok gets deleted forever, it'll be a good thing. But the American people to create the American version of TikTok are going to be rich because someone will. Someone's going to be like, oh, this is the new TikTok and it's going to blow up. Yeah. Because TikTok is crazy popular. Yeah. I think Charlie D'Amelio and Addison Ray have to do something. What would they right. do afterward? Yeah. I, I mean, oh, they do go to school. Some of them go to school, some of them don't. Addison Ray's like not 20, isn't she? Yeah. She's our age. Yeah, so I mean, is she in school? I don't think so. I don't know. I know some of them are in school, some of them aren't. I'm pretty sure she dropped out. In the oh, I think she was at LSU. They, yeah. they, need, they need TikTok. <laughs> I think we should do a segment where we each pick one like song of the week that like nobody knows dropped or is like super under the radar and that's really good that came out that week yeah so we got because there was a bet yeah the benny the butcher came out with a song he dropped a single yeah deal or no deal and it's really good did you know i i was down a rabbit hole looking at stuff this past weekend um because of the west side gun album benny the butcher is cousins is the cousin of both West Side Gun and Conway the Machine. Conway the Machine, he was on the um, Freddie Gibbs album. Yeah. He's the brother of West Side Gun. Huh. And I've also, so I was looking at pictures of Conway the Machine to be like, oh, do they look like brothers? And now nah, Conway the Machine is a hard dude, so I don't want to get on anyone's bad side. But this dude's mouth is straight up sideways. <laughs> like, I just tried clicking on a picture and now it's loading, but hold on. Let me search again. This isn't him, like, grimacing. This is him. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. That's his normal. Yeah, that thing's tilted. That's crazy. Uh, that, that's not, that's that's not him, him, like, making a face. That's it's just his, his mouth. I wonder if that all three of them are under the same label, too. I wonder if his mouth was normal. He'd sound different. <laughs> I, I don't know. Jeez. <laughs> any uh, any opinions on that young thug Pusha T beef? I didn't see there was beef. No, you're not that? paying attention. I mean, so I it was Fourth of July weekend. I was doing stuff. I'll, I'll I'll find it. But young yeah, young thug and Pusha T kind of went at it. I'm um, not a big Pusha T guy. 
personally. Yeah. Young Thug came out and said, I don't respect the Pusha T verse on the song with me and Gunna, which I think was Paranoia, which was supposed to be on the Pop Smoke album, but wasn't. I'm pretty sure that's the song they're talking about. I don't have nothing to do with y'all beef, nor does Gunna, and if I knew that was about him, I would have made changes on our behalf. This rapper shit's so gay, is what Young Thug said. Because he probably should What it was is he was pushing he brought his beef with Drake onto a song. And Young Thug was basically just defending Drake. Yeah. And didn't like that. And then Pusha T, um, I gotta find it. Pusha T came back at him. Not like anything crazy, but he said, don't feel bad. Nobody knew what the verse was about. The label heads that stopped it didn't even know. They only assumed because he told them the same way he told about the Ross Maybach 6 verse. And if he'll tell record executives about rap verses, God only knows what else he'll tell. I don't deal in police work, police rappers. And then an expletive I'm not going to say. Young Thug, you were the last verse added to that song. That's only because I requested you. And most important, Young Thug, just so we are clear, I would never ever look or need your respect for what it is I bring to this rap game. That was kind of a douchey response. Yeah. Yeah. Young Thug was just going out of his way to He's be just like defending Drake. Look, I'm not trying to get that into beef is this old too. I don't think many people even like care about that. Yeah, yeah why is Pusha T still rap? That's that's what for Pusha that got him that got him way more relevant than he was before. Pusha T, I feel like the fans of Pusha T are old heads, not necessarily old heads, but guys who are like super opinionated about rap and think that they know everything about rap and you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yes. like oh like People who don't like Drake, I feel like. Right. Pusha T like exactly. isn't super mainstream. He's like mainstream he for mainstream. the people that got, got mainstream. I think he got mainstream because of that beef with Drake and Daytona. Well, Daytona was a really good album. It, it was, but yeah. I don't think it would have got... I mean, it, de- it, it was after the beef with Drake. Yeah. And I think that was a big reason that it got as well, high as it did. I still don't think he's like... He's still never going to be like... Oh, no, definitely not. Yeah. Like, that was his peak. Yes, I agree. I just need Young Thug to drop Punk. That was the main point I wanted to make off <laughs> mentioning Young Thug. Just get back to I need, I need his next album, Punk. I want the next um, 21 Savage Metro Boomin album. Yeah, that was supposed to drop... Uh, it, it, what they was keep, it? Savage Mode 2, right? It. Savage Mode 2 or something like that? They keep... Yeah, no, it's um, Without Warning 2. Was, that, was it Without Warning 2? Yeah. Without Warning, yeah. There, no, well, there's, there's also Savage Mode 2 that's just Savage. So there are two different albums. Okay. One is Without Warning 2. Without Metro, Warning was really good. And then the other one is Savage Mode 2, which is just 21 Savage as a solo artist. Okay. And they've been teasing both. And they continue to do it. And it's going to turn into some Playboy Cardi shit where every single thing 21 Savage tweets is going to be like, oh, maybe now it's dropping this week. It's never going to drop. We're never going to get 21. 21's been decent about his drops, though. Playboy Cardi's just a weird dude. Playboy. I think 21's more normal. I agree. Uh, based on what he's shown us. His yeah. fan base is less cultish. 21? I don't think 21 yes. has that cultish yeah. fan base. He doesn't really. No, I Very few rappers have that cultish fan base. I think 21 is up there. Mm-hmm. No, because I think he appeals to masses more than Playboy Party. He, yeah. he didn't until his I Am I Was album. I don't know if I agree with that. That one with the... Uh, is it? That was, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I thought that was pretty, like bank that account, was pretty, pretty um, damn popular. Yeah. All right. 21's been, 21's <laughs> pretty much been popular. He's been popular. From Savage Mode on. 
yeah, which is 2016. Yeah. He's been relevant. Like the first time I heard yeah. it was the X song or whatever. Yeah, X of Future. Yeah, yeah that was a great, great song. song. No Heart was on that too. And I'm not like, saying he wasn't popular. I'm just saying he's. I feel like I his fan base was cultish. No, like, like Hardy's popular. No, but. So he does like Twenty One did the song with Post Malone. Like he does songs with. He did one with Cardi B. Um, yeah, like you don't hear. Oh, b- oh my! Bring up that song. The Twenty One Savage verse on that song, fire. Yeah, but that's the point I'm trying to make. I think so good. That I verse think, was so. That song. He he hops on more so mainstream artists, even like pop artists' uh, yeah. songs, and appeals yeah. more to a wide variety. I think for like Cardi, he's, he's more mainstream. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, with his features. Yeah, I agree. I like hot sauce on my chicken. Pull the rubber off and I put hot sauce on her titties. <laughs> was great, that? great line. Yeah. That's from the Cardi song. Okay. Play, uh, Cardi B song. I forget what it is. Jesus. Play with Cardi this week? No. Nah. Right. I'm saying it every week. Uh, play with Cardi this week? <laughs> Playboy Cardi, if he was planning to, for some reason, drop this week, it would be stupid for him to drop this week. Because everyone's going to be listening to Juice. This pod might end before he drops it, <laughs> we might be dead. I don't no. know. <laughs> oh my I just, speaking of, we might be dead, bro. We're gonna be thirty-one when that Mahomes contract ends. <laughs> I'll, then, be, I'll be twenty-nine. No, you won't. You were not born in O two. The, the contract ends in. Oh, I see that. I forgot yeah, that yeah. he has two years left. Mm-hmm. That's my bad. Yeah. Um, they yeah, locked him down, crazy. man. They locked him down. Five hundred million <laughs> biggest contract in any sport for football. That's crazy. For football, that's yeah. crazy. I wonder what happens with Dak and Russell now. Dak's still gonna do his own thing. Dak's like, Dak doesn't care. We'll see. <laughs> Dak's like, I'll still continue to play. I'll play on the franchise tag till I'm forty years old. Yeah, but when Dak, how much is Dak gonna request now? A lot. Fifty? I don't know. No. Like what happened? Maybe a contract. No, because he only wants a four-year contract. Four year. Dak oh. wants a four year. Four okay. year. So it. it but you. It's okay. not gonna. It's not to, Not going to extend to fifty. In those four years, true. See, I wonder what happens if Lamar wins the Super Bowl this year. Lamar, if I've got a ra- my, one of my roommates is a Ravens fan, and he was texting me. He's like, "I'm, I'm pissed because yeah. now Lamar's going to want forty million. Uh, if, if, oh, Lamar, no if Lamar has another solid year backed up of backed off of last year, he's going to get. A if he wins the Super Bowl, then it's like I feel like it's. It's the same. It'll be the same thing. Yeah, he's not winning it though. Can't not be a Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're going on a tangent, so we'll end there. Um, excited for Legends Never Die this weekend. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Great album, and I'll be listening. We'll all be listening to it for a while. Um, excited for Juice World. Tune in next week to hear what we think about it. Uh, thank you for listening.